0: This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. So good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Jem Fuller. How are you doing, Jem, and where are you hanging out right now?
1: (laughs) I'm doing really well. Thank you, Uwe. I am on the south coast of Australia in a state called Victoria, uh, and my local beach is Bells Beach. If anyone, any of your listeners are into surfing, the World Surf league tour comes to our local beach
0: hmm didn't know that but thank you for sharing of course yeah jam is yeah wonderful jam is a leadership coach award-winning author tedx speaker and international retreat facilitator with a very colorful background and i think your mission to create habitual perspectives that bring flow and success is just remarkable again very thankful i can talk to you today jam
1: and I'm really grateful for you having me on your show. Thanks,
0: No, oh, It's my pleasure. So let's dive right in. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face?
1: My ideal client are startups that have made it successfully through the first three to five years. So they're usually looking at about their third round of investment, um, which tends to be somewhere between 10 to 50 million. And they've made it thus far based on a good idea and a good group of people coming together with natural connection and a natural assimilation of values and, and, and a, a sense of purpose, why they're doing what they're doing. But now they're ready to scale. That's my ideal client.
0: So what, what are the challenges of scaling at that point for them?
1: There are many challenges, of course, but the challenge that I'm most specifically interested in is how do we maintain and replicate and scale what was an organic culture? And what I mean by culture is a sense of purpose. Why are we here? Why why does the organization exist? Where are we going? And what are our agreed values? How do we agree to show up and work together so that we can work cohesively? Mm-hmm. So this normally happens when a group of people who know each other and like each other come together and that's unspoken and unwritten. The biggest challenge they face is how do we maintain the consistency of that culture, as we go from a handful of people to possibly hundreds or maybe even thousands of people.
0: I can imagine that. It's it's challenging as you just talk about that. So, and the last time I checked, we're all humans. So what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve that problem?
1: The mistakes that we make as humans, well, we make a lot of mistakes as humans (laughs) (laughs) because we're very complex creatures. But I think in the space of um of scaling culture as an organization grows, we one the first mistake we make is that we assume it will just happen organically, uh, which is a mistake. Two, we assume that other people think like we do. That's also a mistake. Uh, you know, and three, we 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 think that if we just tell people when you work here, you must follow these behaviours and you must, you know, work in this way. we That's a mistake to think you can just tell someone and they will just all of a sudden magically develop an intrinsic motivation that's aligned with the organisation. What's the trick here?
0: I'm <laughs> just curious. The trick here
1: is you, in, you, you get someone like me involved. <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> of course. That, that, that's, that's the work I do. Look, I've been very, very fascinated in human behaviour for a long time mm-hmm. and, And after 10 years of helping companies do exactly this, you know, Mm. to build a macro framework of their culture Mm. so that it's very, very clear and the language and then Mm. the definitions and the meanings and the understandings are crystal clear. And then to design processes that are specifically there to embed and implement Mm. steps throughout the organization that incentivize the culture so that people so it's easy for people to be culturally aligned when they're following the processes um that's what i do i love doing it i love i'm fascinated about human communication i'm passionate about humans thriving together in teams you know Mm -hmm. we're we're a team species we could only have evolved successfully off the savannah plains by working together we had to learn how to work together so we Uh, The very nature of us as a species is that we need to work together. And I find that fascinating. And when we get it right, when we learn how to put our ego aside and and serve the greater good and to understand each other with some empathy, compassion and and care, we can achieve remarkable things. Mm. Wonderful. So before I ask
0: Jem, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Jem, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these kinds of issues?
1: If you can organize for the team of your leaders in your organization, if you can organize for the team of leaders to come together and sit around a table with open minds and... Uh, the intention to contribute and come to a place of understanding and just ask this simple question, for what purpose do we exist as an organization? If the answers begin in terms of we're here to make money and make profit, then I ask you to go a little bit higher than that. Maybe start to direct the questions to, yeah, okay, we understand that every company needs to turn a profit. We understand that. But why do we do what we do? Why are we providing this service or this product? For what purpose? What what benefit are we hoping to have to community at large? Right? Why do we really exist? What's the meaning behind our work? Mm-hmm. If you can sit around a table and dedicate some time as the senior leadership group and come up with a consensus on that, that's a wonderful place to start.
0: Hmm. well it's it sounds like really uh well your approach is uh, it's a it's a very organic approach because it's you know asking for the why it's just if if you know the the organization is an organism so kind of like so why is that why are you doing that so is that fair to understand so
1: yes yes absolutely that's a great way of putting it oh thank you
0: so um I want to give you also the platform to share where people can find you but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to it that will help with that but also in a broader sense
1: two valuable resources um well the first one is not my resource so i, I think you might have to purchase this but there's a wonderful book called the culture code by mm-hmm. daniel Coyle. Uh, that's i i don't I'm not working with him. I don't get anything for recommending it other than hoping that you read it and get as much from it as I did. In terms of what I can offer as a free resource, and this will also answer the question of where you can find me. If you go to my website, which is jemfuller.com with a J, J J-E-M fuller.com, and then you click on culture in there, I've actually put together a culture creation guide. And it's a free download for you. So you can go and click on that guide. And if you were to just follow this guide with your leadership team, you're you're getting a long way, a long head start into creating a cultural framework.
0: Mm. Excellent. Thank you for sharing these nuggets. <laughs> so what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience?
1: You could have asked me, Jem, what's the secret to your... Happiness, contentment, satisfaction. What's the secret to your success? Now
0: I'm curious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would you like to know?
0: Yes, please.
1: <laughs> Do you know? Actually, it's um, it's in the small little one percent daily habits mm. that become just a part of the way you live your life. And for me, my morning routine really sets me up to have the best day possible. My morning routine begins with uh ag one is a it's a supplement a health health supplement so i get good gut nutrition then 20 minutes of meditation then when i have my shower every morning the last minute of the shower is full cold so cold water immersion while i'm doing my cold water immersion i'm saying my affirmations every morning i am healthy i am strong today is a great day I do my best work, you know, these sorts of things every morning. And then throughout the day, I've created a habit of pausing, little pause moments. So maybe three or four times throughout the course of my day. Stop, pause, take a breath. Ah. And then continue, and these little pause moments, over. Oh, wow! They are—they seem too simple to be profound, mm. but I'm telling you right now, and and hopefully your listeners um, take this on. These little pause moments have become micro recalibrations back to my place of equanimity, my calm center throughout the day, so that I can remain focused and clear, creative, present for the people that I'm with. It's really a wonderful habit to create.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but I feel refreshed right now. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and good. it's really all about kind of like feeling good in your skin and, uh, you know, just everything flows well and you kind of like can enjoy the day and be prepared for that. So thank you for, yeah. for this wonderful <laughs> insight. Um, what, what helps you every day? So this brings me already to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why?
1: What a beautiful question. The, the, I, I, I want, I'm going to take the liberty of sharing two of those moments that happened very close to each other. One was uh, the birth of the most recent member of my extended family, my nephew. And we live on a farm. My brother and his wife and their children are in one farmhouse and me and my wife and our children and our mother are in the other farmhouse and the latest child was born as were his siblings at home in a birth pool with a midwife and it was beautiful Hmm. he's a gorgeous new little child and then very close to that my wife and I and our children went up to a different part of Australia to go and celebrate her grandmother's 90th birthday Mm. last week and Mm. her grandmother is sharp as a tack fit as a fiddle incredibly healthy completely there Um, and she was just such an inspiration and at the celebration of her birthday my wife and our daughter read out something that they've written for the grandmother the great-grandmother the matriarch of the family and everyone was crying And those goosebumps went all over the body to see four generations of women standing there next to each other. It was beautiful.
0: Wow. Very vibrant uh, narrative. So as if we were there. So thank you, Jem, for this beautiful goosebumps moment with your loved ones, two of them. Yeah. (laughs) And also thank you, Jem, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Uwe. Thank you again for having me on your show.
0: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uwe.corn.com.